Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 106 in Edmonton, number number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you, along with Mark Spector. Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street and 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. You can also reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. Same number, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. Japanese Village, open to serve you to any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Alberta's own Brent Lake Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Don and his staff will take care of you. We'll head off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta, presenting live standard bed racing. Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino post time is at one fifteen. All right, Mark, here we go. So uh, you don't think there needs to be a coaching change, and I concur on that. Um, I don't think the team's as bad as 2-9-2 and two indicates. Five of the Oilers' regulation losses have been against five of the 4-4 four, because four, they've lost twice to Toronto, four of the best te- ten teams in the NHL. Um so five of the losses there. We mentioned the, the save percentages. The power play is at 18%. was carrying the team early in the year. Uh, 11 defensemen used over the course of the last 13 games. These have all sort of conspired against Edmonton having any success. I don't think they're as bad as 2-9-2. and two. That said, people want solutions. Damn it, people want change. People want. Uh, there's a certain segment out there, Mark, that always wants be, you know head to roll, uh, heads to roll. They're the first guys to jump on Twitter and try to cancel somebody at the moment's notice. Uh, you know mm-hmm. these guys are all big friends. By the way, how many people have you blocked all time in your uh, uh, oh, writing career? Geez, I don't know. I I blocked over a hundred. Oh, way over 100. But I went through and gave everybody, unblocked everybody maybe a year and a half ago, and I don't know what I'm back up to now. But, oh, yeah, I've got lots of blocks, Bob, well over 100. I'm under 50 all time, just to set the record straight. You really have to, it, there has to be a really negative sexual connotation uh, with something that the individual has tweeted, like that's just rude and crass and frankly despicable. Or My bar is, my bar is lower than yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, So here's the thing. Solutions. Like, you have some people and they just want to whine and complain. Like, a, a number of years ago, I was out with dinner and this guy decides to come over to our table and he, I just want to whine and complain about the team because I can't complain to anybody else. And I'm thinking, yeah. is this really the time and place to do that? Oh, well. You know, I, I get it. Don't get me wrong. Like, if I'm sitting by myself at, at the wood at a bar waiting for takeout or having a salted Caesar or Bailey's or something or a beer or a glass of whatever, I, I get it. It kind of comes with the territory. But there are some people, but Others have solutions. We, you know, uh, two nine and two, not maybe a reflection of the coaching, not without factoring in the accomplishments of the previous two and a half years. Uh, you don't want Evander Kane. I'd be prepared to investigate that myself. Just, uh, you know, free player. So, what's your solution? How do you? Is there an external solution to help improve this squad? Well, there's an external solution. I mean, you should go out and find. Uh, you know, remember. Let's just say for fun that your ammunition here is you've got, a, let's say you're going to trade a first round pick just for the case of this conversation. Uh-huh. You got that in your pocket. So 
now where are you going to spend it? You know, you're not going out and buying three players here. You're going out and you're going to get one player, and then you might find another along the way that's a you know uh, lesser impact guy. But if if we're going to do this, let's say just for the course of this conversation, I got a first round pick. I can go get one guy. So the luxury that Ken Allen has is he's got a few needs. He needs a third line center. If I could find a classic third line center like Phil Deneau was a year ago, I'd take him. That's my first priority. I don't think they're going to find that guy, Bob. So what I think, has, which is a lot easier here, go find yourself a top six left winger. Maybe you don't have to give up that first round pick, you know? Where, just as an FYI, where, what, what position do you think Evander Kane would play? He'd play left wing and he'd tear my dressing room to shreds, Bob, and he'd make every female fan in my organization not come to the rink. That's what he'd do. Okay. Okay. So, I need a left winger or a right winger. I could always move. Uh, I could always move Hyman over or whatever I want to do. But I'm well, Hyman's a, a right winger. shot playing on the I left know. side right now. I know. So. I know. So let's say I get a left winger. I move Hyman over. Let's say I get a right winger. I need a top six winger. And what this allows me to do in my mind, if I'm building this team, Bob, is I put Ryan Nugent Hopkins as my third line center. Yep. I think this team has. For, I think we've hit a, a point here, Bob, where the Edmonton Oilers have been about furnishing their top young, unbelievable star players with the best wingers they have, so they can all produce and win scoring titles, and they're not winning anything else. I think this team needs to spread it out. I think they need to have a third line with like Hyman on left wing and Nugent Hopkins at center. My new left winger can play with the Drysaddle or McDavid. You still got Pulleyarvi. You know, you still have uh, Yamamoto. You make it work. If you know, you, whoever my new guy is, that's what I do. I think that Drysaddle and McDavid get one good, skilled, offensive guy to work with, and someone else on their line. And I have a third line that can both check and score. And to me, that's the highest priority for this team at the moment. See, others might say the highest priority is goaltending, Mark. Okay, that's fair. Others, and and I mean. I, I don't know what's realistic. Like, I, I know I don't want to trade the first-round pick for an asset that ends at the end of the season. Can't do it. Can't do Can't. it, right? Like, Philip Forsberg, that's a dream scenario. He's a pretty good player. Like, and, again, if oh, the Oilers are sitting there, uh, you know, if Edmonton's 28-3-3 and right now, yeah, you're contemplating trading the first-round pick for Philip Forsberg. You're, you're thinking about doing that because he's a pretty good player. And, and, you know, maybe you can convince them. But, I mean, if you talk it, – it, basically, here's, here's the thing, Mark. People are frustrated that they're exasperating, exasperated. By the way, how many significant trades have occurred already this season? There's yeah, really very been little. One. We're heading into trading season coming up here now. It doesn't There's happen. been now one it's... big trade all year involving Jack Eichel, and the Vegas Golden Knights were prepared for him for, to not play for upwards of three to four months. Uh-huh. That's been the big deal so far. So, and the orders have cap issues. So, th- this is going to be. I, I guess I just don't see a. Well, I'm, I'm gonna. I gotta ask you this, Mark. Can the Edmonton Oilers start next season with Mike Smith and Stuart Skinner as their goalies? Yeah, I'm not sure about that at all. Right, but to me, two things here, Bob. The reason I list what I just listed is I think it's pretty reasonable to go out and find an impactful top six winger on either side. I think that Ken Holland has a whole league to choose from. I bet you he can find that guy. You know, okay. Even trying to find the right goalie that has term that you want to keep. You can go and get Marc-Andre Fleury, maybe. And if you did, you might have him until the end of the year and he's gone. 
Yep. So can you really go out and get that guy? Are you, if you're not giving up a first-round pick for that player, maybe you can't go out and get him. So that's why I state that a winger, at least it's a plausible trade demand. Uh, do they need a goalie for next year? Listen, for sure. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to say about the goaltending. When Mike Smith plays, he's a really good goalie. Uh, when he's not playing, which is far too often, he's not helping you one bit. There, so, there, there, there's another aspect when Smith, when Smith plays. They're a different team. Yeah. They, for, they forecheck better because they spend less time in their own zone because he gets the puck up the ice. Teams soft chip and soft dump pucks on Miko Koskinen all the time. They don't do that on Mike Smith. They they hammer pucks around the boards on Smith because they know that he can get the puck up the ice and get them caught on their four checks. They're a different team when Mike Mike Smith is in the lineup. It is true. They'd be a better team if, if Chris Russell was 25. But he's not anymore, right? Yeah. Chris yeah. Russell's no. hurt all the time. <laughs> you know, right. and, and can you go to war with a 40-year-old goalie next year, Bob? I mean, we're talking Jacques Plant now. Can you go to war with Jacques Plant? Really? I'm not so sure you can. Well, it's going to be interesting. Spec, stay with us. We're going to talk about something that you watched last night. You, you have a feeling you know what that is? Yes, sir. All right. Mark Spector with you. Sports Inspect for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. We're going to talk about modern-day dynasties when we return. It's 115 at Evan. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 116 in Edmonton. Blake from Airdrie. I don't think we've ever heard from Blake before. Has texted the show to say, Bob, you're putting up a bit of a straw man when it comes to the people who want Holland to tip it fired. The current needs of the team are the same as when Holland arrived, and we are worse than when he got here. Uh, we're in a worse cap situation, says Blake from Airdrie. And Tippett has been outcoached in the last two playoffs. Accountability would be nice. That one comes to us from Blake. Mark Spector, Sports Inspector for the Horses and Horse Racing in Alberta, the seventh thousand men and women employed in the horse racing industry mark uh was dave tippett out coached or we, we gave you a stat on thatcher demko at 955 do you think maybe connor hellebuck's 950 save percentage played a factor in the winnipeg jets winning three overtime games in that series yeah i don't usually buy the out coach thing bob i don't uh i do you know what i don't know enough about running a bench like define out coached Right, out coach means in-game decisions. The other guys make smarter ones than you. He's winning every matchup. He's, you know. So we're talking about a series in which three games went to overtime. You think somebody won every matchup in three games that went into overtime and got decided how they got decided? You know, did Winnipeg make their break and win every one of those games? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. But did they win it because one coach was smarter than the other? Not a chance, Bob. Not a chance. That's fantasy, my friend. It's fantasy. This text comes in saying the sooner you get Skinner playing alongside Smith, the better long-term Stu Skinner will be. I like what you said about the team's play being different in front of Smith. That's because they have more confidence with Smith. Well, and part of it comes from the puck handling, actually. All right, Mark, uh, we got a lot to uh, digest. You were texting me last night as we were watching the national championship game. Um and for the listeners that heard the show yesterday, I hey, it's tough to beat uh, good teams twice in the same year in college football. In fact, the last four times going into last night's game, that the uh, in the first matchup the team won, in the second matchup the team lost, uh, where teams have met in, in, early in the season. So there's that. 
Uh, there were there were several factors. Georgia was the number one ranked team for most of the year. But Mark, what does it say about a program which has won six of the last thirteen national championships, and then they've lost three national championship finals as well? So they've been there. Not like we think the Alberta Golden Bears are pretty good, right? Every year, mm-hmm. you agree on that? Do you know how many national sure. titles they got in the last thirteen seasons? How many? Three. They've been to four national championship uh, final games. And and they've won three national championships. Uh, check that. They've been to five. Uh, and they've won three national championships. Alabama has won six of the last 13, and they've lost three others in the final. What does it say about a team when they lose six first-round draft picks the year before? This, is, this was a rebuilding season. They lose the best receiver duo in the country. They're two starting quarterbacks, six of their eight scholarship athlete running backs, in a starting linebacker, and they have the lead in fourth quarter of a championship game. You know what that says? They're pretty good. That's what it says. That means they've got a pretty good program going. You know what I'm saying? Oh, listen, no one, no one, even the people in Georgia, if we're talking big picture, right? The Bama is by far the best program in terms of winning football games in the NCAA has been is i mean there's no you know you want to stretch this thing into a 60 you want to talk about a 60 minute argument last night who's the better team we can have that conversation georgia was the better team come crunch time in that game sure they were the better this team. is a 10-year conversation there is no conversation about the bam is the best team and they, that's the way it is like no one out there to argue that the other, I mean, the other part of it is, Mark, uh, Alabama did not, and, and this is going to tie back into how we see sport. Alabama got in the red zone five times. They got one touchdown, right? So, uh, no, they got in the red zone six times. They got one touchdown. They had one block kick and four field goals. If they have, uh, and it's kind of crappy for the kids, uh, Jamison Williams, the guy that got hurt last night, was the highest-ranked receiver. Uh, according to Todd McShay, going into the draft. Like, he was at, like, a sixth or seventh overall pick before he injured, got his knee injured. And the Canadian kid, John Mechie, was probably going to be uh, a second-slash-third-rounder in the NFL draft. He had a great year as well. Top-receiving tandem in the country. You know sport well enough to know there's no way they go one for six in the red zone if they have those guys. They just didn't have enough playmakers on the field. But it does show you how fickle sport can be at times. You know, you can you can sit there and people say if ands or buts were candy, you know the old saying. But the reality of the situation is, you know, you're sitting there and and there are great. Like if you just were a casual observer to last night's game, you'd say, well, you know, Georgia's got three defensive linemen. By the way, who were supposed to go in the first round of the NFL draft this year. You go, man, they're, they 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 won the battle in the box, and they did. But it's a different game. If George is having to double cover guys or sit back and, and play a more passive uh, defensive coverage, and that comes with the territory. Hey, that's listen, how- it's, it's why they play the game. It's why they play the game. I'm going to say Alabama has an intrinsic advantage over a lot of teams because they've earned it. Their success has earned it. How many guys on Alabama's roster were courted by Georgia and by LSU and, you know, by Oklahoma State and all those other teams? And they went to Bama because they wanted to play for Nick Saban. They wanted to play for the best 
team in the country, right? They wanted to be and in that. And they wanted to get to the NFL. And they wanted they to, want get to get to the, the NFL. NFL because they're a football factory, right? That's what yeah. they are. So, so they have way more good players. They get way more good players. They're a better team, and then they get a couple injuries and they lose. In my, a part of me looks at Batman and says, if there's anyone that should be able to suffer a couple injuries, it should be the deepest roster in the history of the national of NCAA football. Is at the is in that Bama program. They got some injuries. They couldn't handle it. They lost the game. That's why we play the game ball, right? That's yeah. why how Vegas two starting right two, two starting cornerbacks, two starting wide receivers. Did you see Saban after the game? Because no. The, the, no. the quarterback took a lot. I mean, Bryce Young won the Heisman Trophy, and he said, "Don't." He said, "Don't." And he, they've got a they've got a, uh, a defensive end who's probably the closest player to Lawrence Taylor that we've seen coming out of the out of college football. He's he's a sophomore this year, so he's got another year of football to play. He's going to be both guys are back at Alabama next season. Um, and, and he said, "Don't evaluate these guys based on tonight. Evaluate them based on the body work." There are people down there that will tell you of the 15 years that he's coached the team, this was his 11th or 12th best team. And now here's where here's where I'm going to go. Is there another? And I want the listeners to jump in here. You can take this. Isn't you know? I, I know people. You know, right now a lot of people are hating on the orders or hey, this has got to be all orders all the time. But put your thinking caps on. Over the last 13 seasons, spec or over the last 15 years, can you name another team in any level that's been that good? You know, six national championships, three losses. So they've been to the national championship final nine of the last 13 years and won six. Of them. Has there been anybody else in sport that's got that type of record? I mean, is no, it? obviously it, not. No, nobody. Like, else. is it impossible to do in professional sport because of free agency? Well, because of a million things, Bob. Come on. The NCAA doesn't equate with any professional league. There are no salary caps, for instance. There are no salaries. Uh, you know, how can you put up a, a school, you know, I don't know what Alabama's educational um, priority it would be. Are. It would be, it, I'll use the Southeastern, con- it would be light in the ass in comparison to Vanderbilt. Yeah. All right? There you go. So they can so, get a lot of kids in. Sure, they have a lot of kids. They get any kid they want in. I mean, let's, let's call a spade a spade. There is no more proven corruption inside any sports league in America in the last 50 years than inside the NCAA, right? The NCAA they, has been rife with, with straw man jobs. Mark, in Saban's tenure, he and, has not received significant admonishment from the NCAA at any point. Okay, good for him. But my point is, uh, you're asking me to you're asking me to judge who's the least slippery among a pool full of eels, Bob. <laughs> right? I mean, seriously, the NCAA? Come on, man. They put eighty thousand people in there. They they still don't play their pay their players anything. They should I mean, be paying the players. Just this, just this year, didn't they start to give them some jersey rights? I think. Yeah, it's called NIL, and yeah, so, uh, and like the quarterback Bryce Young for Al- he's going to make big money. Like well, he should make big money. They're selling his likeness. Yeah. Right? What are selling you, his likeness. Um, it, 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 it's an interesting, and, and people can text us at 780-496-0063, Ashley Fine Floors text line. Over the last, say, 15 years, last thir- 13 years, name another program and another another sport that's been, I mean, you might, ar- you might argue U.S. women's hockey. I, I, I bet you they've probably won 
in the, in the lot. Now they haven't won it all. They, I mean, they're the reigning women's championship in 2018. Yeah. Canada beat them in uh, 02, 6, 10, and 14 when it mattered. Um, they can't women's hockey. It's not a deep enough pool. There's only two teams. Right. Yeah. And there's, like and if, there's, if Bama and Georgia were the only two teams in NCAA football, we could have the conversation. Well, I mean, there's about 30 other teams that are good, too. L- L- LSU won three years ago, or two years ago. Alabama won last year, and Georgia won this year. They're all in the same conference. So you and they're they're not even the conference they're not even the team that's had the best recruiting class. That guy's at Texas A and M going in. They've had the best recruiting class for the upcoming year. So I, I for me it's interesting. And Mark, there was it was the way Saban and it showed you the evolution of a guy that people can change because you know there's a lot of people that make harsh judgments on individuals and say this guy's a terrible guy. This guy's an ass. You can never have. We can't have this guy in a. A lot of people used to, they used to call Nick Saban Nick Satan, and he's a different. Co- he used to believe in smash mouth football and tough defense, and now they're running a spread option offense. And you know what? When his team's down and his players are down, he's loving them up. He's helping pick them up off the curb when they're sitting there down in the dumps. I'm not sure he was always like that, and I wonder if there's a lesson that that the smartest people continuously evolve. Mark, sure. I mean, I guess so. I don't know Nick Saban well enough, pal. <laughs> but, you know, uh, where I are mean, you going with that, Bob? Is, are, we, I, are we back? I, oh, you, do you think we're going to go back to Vander Kane here? Is we'll that are you telling me? Is that where we're going here? We're, we're ha- I, I guess, you know what, when you're close to it, and like all the Oilers can do, I think we'll, t- we'll leave you with this, Mark. Ken, Ken Holland said at the end of the interview, we have to dig in. That's what he said about the team. The team has to dig in. They've gone mm-hmm. through a bad stretch. They got to come out of this COVID situation. It's that simple. There's not you, a lot of. I just asked you for external solutions, and you said they need to get a third line center or a top six winger. That's the solutions that you have had. For yeah. most people out there, they might look at goaltending. You yeah. don't want to give up the first round draft choice. At the end of the day, they're just going to have to dig in and figure it out. That's what's going to well, have to happen. When Ken Holland says it's got to come from the group we have, what he's saying is, I can add a guy, maybe two. But you can't add 18 guys. If the yeah. core of this team, right, if the core of this team can't figure it out, can't f- find a way to play the right type of hockey, to keep the puck out of their net, to, to you know, not go on five and six game slides all the time, you don't bring in all the guys you want, Bob. It's not going to change. It does have to come from this. It, Darnell Nurse, Connor McDavid, right? Leon Dreisaitl, Zach Hyman, all these guys. You know, Duncan Keith. They're the ones you can add to that pile of players for sure and improve that group of players. But it's that group. If, if they can't do it, bring it in a guy or two. I don't care what their name are. All right. It, it won't change it. Mark, great stuff. Thanks for your time, buddy. All right, buddy. Three quick hitters. I asked uh, listeners, give me uh, some teams. Uh, Howie says, what about the Alberta Golden Bears? We talked about that. Uh, this texter says, Bob, the New England Patriots under Bill Belichick. Well, we all know how close Belichick and uh, Nick Saban are. Uh, another texter, Jarrett says, Bob, UConn women's basketball. Over to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Alan May when we return. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.